The following presentation is controversial and may be offensive to some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Ah, yes. Thanks for joining us. It is Friday. I've been off my KMBR show all week long, so I don't know what day it is. And it's coronavirus, so I don't know what day it is. And I don't know what time it is because it's airport rules and everybody starts drinking whenever they want. Anyway, that all aside, welcome in. Caboose Pistol Podcast time. John Lund with you from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Remember weekdays. Normally, you can catch me Monday through Friday on KMBR with Greg Pop. I appreciate you hanging out. Caboose Pistol for July 17th, Friday, 2020. I will do our normal stuff. The big lead in a minute, five stories you got to know, uh, the a-hole of the day, and it's actually a-holes of the day today, and maybe, just maybe, the best one good thing, because we like to balance the a-hole out with one good thing, and then we have tremendous caboose stories that will take us in all sorts of directions. If you don't know about the Caboose Pistol brand, check out caboosepistol.com. We have uh, all the archives of the shows there, audio, video, stories, all those kind of things. The podcast, which you'll listen to, all sorts of video and stories. I write write-ups about each podcast, so you can get caught up there and hang out more. Do remember, please, CabooseBistol.com. You can get in touch with the show. Very simple. I'd love to hear your voice when we do the feedback segment at 508-296-4949. Put your voicemails on there, and you can get on the podcast. Again, 508-296-4949. If you're a little shy, it's cool. Just go hey at CabooseBistol.com, hey at CabooseBistol.com, at CabooseBistol on Twitter, and uh, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, etc. And please do subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, all the usual places for the podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for tuning in. Caboose Pistol Podcast for Friday, July 17th. Let's get to it with today's Big Lead. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I I don't know if today's big lead is horrifying. I just think it's strange. Uh, Maybe it was always promoted like this on TV, on all of social media, or maybe it's just the lack of sports. It's probably the latter. But the the Madden rankings are driving me crazy. Here's LeVar Jackson. Your overall rating in Madden NFL 21 is a 94. Your reaction. (laughs) Go ahead. The stage is yours. (sighs) I wish it was better. But, hey, it's better than it was last year. So, I guess we can roll with it till the season starts. Okay, so yes, better than last year, but you obviously yeah. don't agree with that number. Tell, tell me exactly why you think that they're off on this, that they went too low. Uh, I just think I did better than last year. I think, um, like I said before, um, I did a lot more than people expected, and our team did, so it should have been better, but it is what it is. It's a video game. It's a video game. It's a really popular video game. I've been playing it most of my life. But here's the thing that's great now. If you do really well, like Lamar Jackson did, and he said in that interview, and Sage Steele of ESPN is kind of pushing him, come on, make some controversy. It's Madden rankings. It's all over my social media. It is everywhere on TV. They're bringing every guy on and asking him the question, your ranking's too low, your reaction. 
Uh, here's another one. Here's Kyler Murray's reaction on ESPN. Uh, I, honestly, I thought you were joking when you said that because um, I ended the year at a 77, but uh, I, I can't really say everything I want to say on the, on the air right now. But I, I, it's kind of um, – I kind of take it as disrespect, but it is what it is. What it is is a video game. And when you play better, they update it. They have updates. It's not like the old days that if you were a 55 and your speed or your speed was a 72 and, you're, and it should have been a 95, you couldn't change it. That was it. The, the graphics were terrible. Everything was. It, but it had Madden's name on it. Boom! And you, you played the game. That was it. It's not that big of a deal. It's got to be because there's a lack of sports, right? Did they do this before and I just wasn't paying attention? And I don't – look, I like playing Madden. My son is 16. He plays all the time. A lot of my, uh, my friends do. When you get older, you don't have as much time for video games. Your kids kick your butt at video games. I like the I, I like the Madden brand. It's awesome. But all these guys getting mad? The 99 Club. Aaron Donald, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, Stephon Gilmore, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Woo, they're the 99 Club. What? You didn't make it. You're too slow. <laughs> Come on. It's a video game. It makes billions. I get it. It's a video game. And they update the video game so that if something's wrong, it will be right. I think they do this on purpose because if everything was right, oh, this guy's better than this guy. This guy should have been 95. This guy's faster. Henry Ruggs is saying he's not a 98. He's 99. He's fat. That's fine. A, they update everything. I've said that eight times. And B... It's just a game, and they probably, for publicity, just like this, because they're getting millions of listeners right now, they do this on purpose so that we'll talk about it. If you if they got it right, no one would talk about this thing. Anyway, I'm giving them exactly what they want, and I'm not angry about it. I guess I'm just confused. I don't, I, I, I've never noticed this before. This has to be because there's no sports. Anyway, Madden rankings. Today's big lead. It's time for five stories that you got to know today. All right, five stories that you got to know today. July 17, 2020 for the Caboose Pistol podcast at CaboosePistol.com. John Lund with you. All right, let's do this. Let's start with uh, Dak Prescott. And some are confused. By the way, his brother sent out a tweet that he, did, he didn't like the Cowboys before. He doesn't like the Cowboys now. He, he's getting paid, just so everybody knows. $31 million. $31 million to play one season. Pretty, pretty good. $31 million. So it's not the worst thing in the world. I know players get upset about it. They want the long-term security. $31 million will give you long-term security. That's money for the rest of your life, and you can live very, very comfortably. Thank you very much. There's no confusion here. If the Dallas Cowboys, look how they've constructed their team. It's very simple. All you got to do is look. You don't have to so much listen to the people that are screaming and yelling. This is a really simple equation. This is just like Kirk Cousins all over again with the Redskins. If they trusted Dak Prescott, they wouldn't construct the team the way that they have. When you have a, a quarterback that you completely believe in, use the Colts and Peyton Manning. Did they get a lot of talent around him? No. Use the Patriots and Tom Brady. Did they get a lot of offensive weapons, skill players around him? No. Why? Because those guys are so good that they make good players great and great players phenomenal. That's what the great quarterbacks do. What does Dallas do? They draft a receiver in CeeDee Lamb in the first round. They re-sign Amari Cooper to a really expensive contract. They get a big, great offensive line that they spend a lot of money on. They re-sign their running back, Zeke Elliott, who they took in what, the top five 
they build a really good defense and spend a lot of money on that defense. Are you getting it here? When you have a quarterback that you don't believe in, you surround him, you spend all the money there, and there's none left for the quarterback. When you have a great quarterback, you spend the money on the quarterback. That's the base of the house. And then you kind of skimp around him. You give him an offensive line so he doesn't get crushed. But essentially, you say to him, we're not getting you skill players. The Cowboys have skilled players, a big offensive line, a running back, and they're spending money on defense as well. They're not going to spend money at the quarterback position. That's it. They don't trust Dak Prescott. He's going to be playing elsewhere. It's obvious. They spend everywhere but at this position. You can't keep everybody. So what the quarterback is, in real basic terms, is the base of the house. That's what he is. He is the, he's the base of the house, and you build around him. If you believe in him, they don't believe it. He's a shaky base of a house. That's what it is. The concrete at the bottom, that's not Dak Prescott. That's a lot of quarterbacks in this league. It's not Dak Prescott. But the worst part of this whole thing is people are crying about his brother is crying on a tweet that he doesn't like the Cowboys. He's giving you $31 million. You'll probably see some of that money. Dak Prescott, not a long-term Cowboy. Here's Adam Schefter. There was a conversation today between Dak Prescott and Stephen Jones. There was a conversation today between Dak Prescott's agent, Todd France, and Stephen Jones. But there were real no meaningful negotiations. They didn't get any closer to a deal. And it's as if each side is stuck in its respective stance, content to move into the future the way it is. Dak Prescott wants a four-year contract. And he believes that playing on a franchise tag and turning down the money that he has gives him that ability and right. The Dallas Cowboys believe that they've offered a fair deal to Dak Prescott with a lot of guaranteed money. But when you look at what he is on a franchise tag and you compare it to some of the other contracts, it might not be quite as sizable as they want, but they believe there's a value in playing quarterback for America's team. That's where I would disagree with him. It doesn't matter if it's America's team or somebody else. I know Jerry Jones. I worked with him. He's massively egotistical, even more than you would think. And he does probably think that you deserve you some sort of a discount because of the marketing you would get as the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott does what? Chunky soup when Cam Newton it got dropped or whatever the case may be. But chunky soup is the thing, only thing that I can remember Dak Prescott for. That's number one on the five stories you have to know today. By the way, betting odds came out today, and I love to talk about betting. Uh, Dak Prescott, his team for the 2021 regular season opener. So not next season, the season after that. Because, by the way, if Dallas tagged him again, it would be worth $38 million, and they would be going down that Kirk Cousins path, and they probably don't want to do that. The Colts, as Dak Prescott's team, 2021, 6-1. Remember, Phillip Rivers under a one-year deal. The Bears at 7-1. They've got Nick Foles and uh, Mitch Trubisky. That's not great. The Vikings at 8-1. They've already got Kirk Cousins, so I guess he could follow that path. The Jags at 9-1. They should have a high pick, though, and could get Trevor Lawrence. The Chargers 9-1. Of course, they've got Tyrod Taylor, but they just drafted Justin Herbert out of Oregon. The Raiders at 10-1. They've got Derek Carr so and Marcus Mariota, so those places make sense. By the way, just because I opened up some odds here, uh, team to officially change their name next. Indians are 1-2. Florida State Seminoles 11-2. Chiefs Kansas City, 11-2, the Braves, 8-1, and the Blackhawks, 10-1. I thought the Indians, uh, yeah, they have the 1-2 odds. I think they are the next to change as well. Other NBA odds, will the NBA regular season start on time? Minus 400, yes. Plus 250, no. Please, 
let it happen. Uh, will the NBA season finish with the new format? That's the big question. Uh, yes is minus 252 to 5, and no is plus 170, which is 17 to 10. So there are some odds. I don't know why I gave them to you. I just saw them today, so I wanted to give them to you. Number two on the uh, Caboose Pistol podcast today, John Lund with you. NBA bubble snitching. Would you? Uh, I would. It makes a lot of sense to me. If I could snitch on LeBron and I was going to play the Lakers, I would do it. If I was playing the Clippers and I could somehow uh, snitch on uh, Kawhi, I would do it. Wouldn't you? It, it, it makes a lot of sense. The best player is players, player or players, uh, would be out of the game. Dwight Howard apparently wasn't wearing a mask. He was snitched on. Some guys... Uh, went a little bit AWOL, tried to get some outside food. They got snitched on. Uh, I know Zion has left. Uh, Montrez Harrell today, it was announced that he had to leave for a family issue. Those guys are supposedly coming back, but you got to quarantine for 10 or 14 days. And if you're going to play those teams, then you may not have to play against that player. They'll be shorthanded. What a strategy. Snitches get stitches. I realize that snitches get stitches, but uh, I would do it. Uh, here is Clippers head coach, Doc Rivers, he would too. I I'm I turn in uh, LeBron yesterday. I'm turning in, um, you know, Pop. Stitches get stitches. Turn all these guys in. I, I think it's phenomenal. Um, we're gonna be the only team left when I'm done with this hotline thing. So, uh, no, I, you know, it's funny. I, I know about it, but I I don't think it's a problem at all. I think it's good. Like. <laughs> He thinks it's good. Uh, they set up a snitching hotline. Uh, the only other time I've heard about a snitching hotline uh, was at BYU, and if they've got an honor code there, and, and people would snitch there, and that that's not a good thing. But uh, the NBA snitch line, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I don't think guys are going to do it. Although, if it was Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and LeBron or whomever, or Giannis or Kawhi had to uh, quarantine, and you could play a game seven without those guys. Fans all the time be like, ah, I want the team at full strength. Their teams say that. Fans never say that. Teams say that. No, you don't. You want to win the championship. Uh, number three, uh, Bryson DeChambeau. He's the next big thing in golf, right? Uh, he's got the protein shakes. He's doing all the protein. He's the strongest. He can hit it the furthest. By the way, uh, after this thing I'm about to tell you, he did hit the at the next hole 423 yards. So, yeah. He's still really good, but golf is still really hard. So protein shakes, workouts, all those kind of things, it is still golf. And that's why Tiger, Jack, Arnie, the greats, uh, when they got get on a roll, it's amazing. So let's not just say the next star is born just yet. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau carded a 10. That's great if you're Bo Derek. Go look it up, younger demographic. But it's not great if you're on the golf course. We've all been there on a par 5 15th today at the Memorial Tournament in Ohio. Uh, one of the worst holes ever by a pro. In fact, uh, I was watching and Jack uh, Nicholas was commentating and he actually made uh, reference to Tin Cup. Let me play this first about uh, part of this hole because uh, DeChambeau is obviously getting reputation out on the tour and he is upset with an official as his ball is straddling the fence. Take a listen to this. So it's touching the line, right? Can I hop the fence? And hit it from the other side. Uh, it's touching the line. Well, the, the boundary is. No, no, no. It's touching the line. The boundary is the inside edge. Of the, of the, of the 
Dude, you're, you're, you're kidding me. So you're, you're saying that even though, oh, so if you had a white post right here, even if it was on the back edge of the post, so you're saying that I don't believe it. Can I get a second rolling, please? The entire hole, including that, from start to finish took uh, Bryson DeChambeau 26 minutes to complete. Been there, buddy. With uh, four commercial breaks. Uh, he shanked his tee shot into some trees. Uh, a couple of drops went down. Anyway, he uh, official the official he's arguing with there as well. And again, par 5, 15th. He cards a 10. Let me go back to Jack Nicholas for a minute because the movie Tin Cup, which is a great movie, uh, Cheech Marin, uh, Kevin Costner. I got a Kevin Costner story for you too. So I'm going to take this story and probably do another one. So I got a Costner story for you uh, at the Super Bowl when he was on one of my shows. But he made reference, Jack Nicholas, to this felt like Tin Cup because he kept taking the drops. Kept... I, I can't watch that movie. Like I've seen it a couple of times. And when that scene happens where he uses a seven iron, I think, and he keeps hitting, he keeps hitting, and keeps going in the water, I can't watch it. Like it, it, it makes my skin crawl. I can't do it. Everybody's been there. It just I, I can't do it. Uh, by the way, Kevin Costner on the show one time in New York at the Super Bowl, and he had just released that horrible movie, Draft Day, where he was the general manager of the Browns. Horrible movie. And you knew it was going to be horrible because, while we wanted to talk about that movie and movies in general, Kevin Costner wanted to do everything but talk about movies, and he wanted to talk about sports. That's generally how it works, though. Movie guys... Uh, music guys, all that, they want to talk about the sports, and the sports guys want to talk about the movies and the music and everything else. So for about 20 minutes, we sat there as his handlers kept telling us to wrap it up with their finger. You know, I'm doing that wrap it up thing. Uh, and we didn't want to wrap it up because he kept talking about sports, and we kept talking about movies, and we should have known that that movie was going to be a bad movie based on that. Anyway, Bryson DeChambeau is the story. A 10 on a par 5 15th day. Golf is hard story number four for the caboose pistol podcast for july 17th 2020 i was looking for stories today and i'm always looking in in all sorts of different places and i looked at today in sports so i'm gonna i'm gonna have a little sports lesson here for the younger demographic 1979 today was the mlb all-star game in seattle well uh dave parker was the right fielder for the pittsburgh pirates he was awesome the cobra uh played for a number of other teams as well uh, the scene is Brian Downing. It was a catcher for the Angels, but he ran pretty well, was at second base in the kingdom. And uh, Gary Carter, may he rest in peace, the Hall of Famer, is behind the plate. He was, again, younger demographic, a Montreal Expos. Beautiful uniforms. Ball hit to right. Big bounce off the turf. Parker grabs it, fires it home today in 1979. One of the best throws that you'll ever, in this case here, but again, go to CaboosePistol.com. I've got the video up, and you can actually see it. Here's what it sounded like today in 1979. Line drive, right field. We may have a play at the plate. Big hop. Here comes Downing. Here's the throw. It is. He knocked him off the plate. What a tag by Carter. A tremendous play by Carter. Oh, baby, what a play. And what a throw by Dave Parker, who continues to show why some people consider him the greatest player in the game. Great play by Carter, as you said, Joe. A strong throw. Downing tries to slide inside, away from the ball. Carter blocks him off. He knocked him right off the plate. Never did let him in. How Carter was able to catch that ball. 
Now he he cuts loose with the ball, but now watch Carter knock the runner off the plate. Right there, he pushes him off, almost gets in there. Look at his hand, tremendous work by our crew. And Carter comes up with the ball, and he had a good ball to handle, Tony. Today in 1979. By the way, Joe Garagiola, Tony Kubek on the call from the All-Star Game in 1979 in Seattle. Parker throws out Downing. That's the voice of my youth, and that is story number four. And story number five, I didn't know where I was going to fit this in. I had to fit it in. Have you been following this Johnny Depp trial, uh, this defamation trial uh, in London? It is wild. So Amber Heard, his wife, uh, she did or didn't poop in their bed on purpose. He came home. It was her uh, massive 30th birthday party to tell her that he had lost $650 million that his uh, former accountants had ripped him off, uh, both accusing the other of physical violence, both of their alcohol intake, including his wine intake. And now apparently it came out today that she was sneaking off or actually when he was gone, Elon Musk, of course, Tesla cars, was actually coming in while Johnny Depp was gone. And look, we can all admit here, Johnny Depp either is, I'm not sure, but certainly was a really good-looking guy. Now, he's bat-ass crazy, absolutely. But Johnny Depp is the opposite of Elon Musk, right? Elon Musk is one of those guys, and I don't know if you've seen the before pictures, but he had a massive makeover, I'm sure plastic surgery. It looks like he had hair transplants, the whole thing. He was a dorky guy, and he figured out how to do uh, electric luxury cars, and now he's with some of the beautiful, most beautiful models of all time. Johnny Depp, on the other hand, is a really good-looking actor, always on the A-list. So I'm sure Elon Musk was like, I'm going over to Johnny Depp's while he's gone and sleeping with his either wife or girlfriend. I'm not sure exactly what the timeline was on this stuff, but as he was, I guess it was wife because he was going nuts at the time, losing a bunch of money. He had the money. That once and for all will tell you that it doesn't matter if you have the money. It's all good because Elon Musk was a total dork. Johnny Depp was always the cool guy. And once Depp lost his money, Elon Musk had the money. He ended up at uh, Amber Heard's house. Anyway, or Depp's house where Amber Heard was. Keep it straight. Anyway, <laughs> that trial is crazy. There you go. Those are your five stories of the day for the Caboose Pistol podcast. John Lund with you for Friday, July 17th, 2020. It's time for the A-hole, but in this case, A-holes of the day. He's an asshole. Major asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! What an asshole! You're a special kind of asshole. What an asshole! Because you're an asshole. Asshole. What's his name? All right, normally on the Caboose Whistle podcast, an individual is the asshole of the day. It's actually assholes of the day, and that's because of what happened with James Harden when he arrived at the NBA bubble in Orlando. He had a pro-police face mask amid, of course, a national conversation over police brutality. He says he liked the way it looked and it covered his entire beard and he wasn't trying to make a political statement. Look, we can't get people to wear masks at all. All we have to do is wear masks, social distance, just do those kind of things, wash our hands, and hopefully this thing, coronavirus, will be gone. And now James Harden can't arrive without catching a bunch of flack. Here's what James Harden said 
he was trying to accomplish. Yeah, honestly, I wasn't trying to make a political statement. Um, I honestly wore it just because it covered my whole face, my mask, uh, my beard. Uh, it's, it's pretty simple. Like, as I clearly talked about yesterday, uh, me finding a way to, um, you know, whether it's my jersey name or another way to uh, show my support for the Black Lives Matter. Um, so that, it's pretty simple. And I honestly, like in every, every profession, uh, there's people that you know, honestly do their job at a high level, and then there's BS people um, in every profession. So uh, that, was, that was it. You know, it, was, it wasn't here to make a political statement. Everything is a political statement nowadays, and it's too bad. James Harden, who I've never, I'm not a fan of his game. I don't know him personally. I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a good enough guy. It's not that I don't like James Harden. It's just I don't like the Rockets style of basketball. But what James Harden said right there is 100% right. We can stereotype people, or we can say, look, there are some bad cops out there. There's no question about it. We are fighting against uh, police brutality. We are trying to, as a country, even things out. Racial equality. So let's not let's not use that to then say all police are bad because that's not the that's not the truth. I have police who are friends. They work very hard. It's a really difficult time right now, and they're really good at what they do. Just like every profession, there are some bad ones. We've seen it time and time and time again, and it's been publicized. And it's been politicized. But James Harden is 100% right. And oh, by the way, we can't get people to wear masks anyway. So stop giving people who actually wear them grief for wearing them. Those are the a-holes of the day. I'm an asshole, and I'm proud of it. Okay, so you know by now in the Caboose Pistol podcast, we always even out the asshole of the day with one good thing now this is awesome uh the story is scary but what came of it is awesome a young man you probably know the story by now his name is bridger walker he's six years old he saved his four-year-old sister from a dog attack walker was badly injured he required a two-hour surgery and 90 stitches to his face it happened on july 9th Bridger jumped into action when a one-year-old German Shepherd mix charged toward his four-year-old sister, uh, and uh, he stood in the way. He shielded his sister away, and tragically, instead of running off, the dog leapt and latched onto Bridger's cheek, uh, according to a statement released by the family. He uh, underwent this two-hour surgery, required more than 90 stitches, as I said. When his father asked him why he jumped between his sister and the dog, he said, if someone had to die... I thought it should be me. Wow, that's a six-year-old, Bridger Walker. That's not where it ends, though. The thing that now that's that's one good thing. This is actually two good things within one good thing. So Captain America, Chris Evans, had a message for young Bridger Walker. This is a message for Bridger. Hey, Bridger, Captain America here. How you doing, buddy? So, uh, so I read your story, I saw what you did. Now I'm sure you've heard a lot of this over the last couple days, but let me be the next one to tell you, pal, you're a hero. What you did was so brave, so selfless. Your sister is so lucky to have you as a big brother. Your parents must be so proud of you. I'm gonna track down your address and I'm gonna send you an authentic Captain America shield because pal, you deserve it. Keep being the man you are, we need people like you. Hang in there. I know recovery might be tough, but based on what I've seen, I don't think there's much that can slow you down. Bye, buddy. 
What do you think, kiddo? Good. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> How do you feel about that shield? <laughs> He's gonna send you an official, real Captain America shield. What? What? We're gonna hang it on your wall. We can attack bad guys. <laughs> Take it to a jujitsu tournament. That's probably against the rules. Huh? What an awesome story. Six-year-old Bridger Walker, and that was Chris Evans, Captain America, leaving him a message. And by the way, I, I just because I saw the video, it's ridiculous. Chris Evans is an incredibly good-looking guy, and I get the... What did I get out of the genetic lottery? I have no idea. I'm still searching. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Bridger Walker, six years old, Captain America. Today's one, not one, two good things. All right, this would be the time that we will do feedback from the listeners. So remember, jump on the website and you can give feedback. Hey at CaboosePistol.com. Hey at CaboosePistol.com. Or leave a voice message, which is what I would prefer. All you got to do is jump on the line. Give me a call. Leave a voice message. We'll play the best ones on the show. Love to have the audio. As you can tell, I like to play a lot of audio on the show. So call 508-296-4949. 508-296-4949, and you can leave a message for the Caboose Pistol Podcast. It's time to wrap this baby up with the Caboose Pistol Finale. <laughs> the old Caboose Pistol, everybody has one. <laughs> Did you say Caboose I know some women who could hide a machine gun in there. Yeah. As I always say, I do not know a woman who could hide a machine gun in there. All right, three of them today. Count of three, and they're really good ones today to wrap up the show. Cocaine coffee. Let me let me switch one music bed with another. Hang on a second here. Ah, there we go. You know it. Cocaine. Sing it. Eric Clapton is a guitar god. All right, first story in the Caboose Pistol podcast for today. July 17th. Co- uh, cocaine coffee. Uh, the uh, John Wick movies helped Italian police make a drug bust. The Colombian drug smugglers thought they were being pretty clever when they referenced the movie, but it didn't work out in their favor. They did have a creative method of trying to smuggle cocaine. Uh, the, it came from uh, Medellin in Colombia, and they were flown to Milan's Malpensa Airport. The drug smugglers took coffee beans and stuffed cocaine inside them while carefully taking, taping them shut with brown tape. The coffee would surely have given someone a little extra pep in their step and possibly a trip to the hospital. Uh, The problem was, okay, so they've got the cocaine, they're in the coffee beans. But the name that it was addressed to was Santino D'Antonio. Santino D'Antonio. So that's a character, of course, in the John Wick movies. So it caught police's attention they open up the packages they looked at the beans and they didn't do such a good job they put the cocaine in the beans and then they used brown tape and once you looked a little bit closer you could see the cocaine in the tape and again if there is a moral to the story do not use popular movie references when addressing your drugs or any movie references i would think number two on the caboose pistol today this is shocking uh 30 of civilian pilots in pakistan don't have licenses. 30%. 
Uh, they have fake licenses and are not qualified to fly. The country's aviation minister revealed on Wednesday addressing Pakistan's National Assembly. He said the 262 pilots in the country, quote, did not take the exams themselves and it paid someone to sit in on their behalf. They don't have flying experience, he said. Now, let's stop for a second. There are certain tests you could probably get away with. I may or may not have... Uh, fudged a test from uh, time to time. Certainly in college, you could do it because the professors are like, look, just get me my money, get me my tenure, get me out of here, whatever. I, I don't care who takes the test. But that's the type of test, I don't know, a doctor would, would come to mind, certainly. A scientist, maybe. I mean, you could fake it. What was the uh, DiCaprio movie where he just, he was a pilot and he was a lawyer and he was a doctor and he was a, catch me if you can, right? Tom Hanks was in it. It was amazing, and that was a true story. It was amazing what he did, how he faked it. So I guess to a certain extent you could. He did fight, fake being a pilot, but he was, he, he, was in a, he was just sitting back there. He wasn't doing anything. 30% of civilian pilots in Pakistan don't have licenses. They have 860 active pilots serving its domestic airlines, including the countries, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, 30%. So what that allowed me to do was I was thinking, well, what sound can I potentially play? in a story in which 30% of civilian pilots in Pakistan don't have licenses. Airplanes, airlines, oh, the movie Airplane, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar featured as Roger Murdoch, and I don't remember the name of the other airline pilot in there, but this is hilarious when little Joey goes into the cockpit. If you're part of the younger demographic and you have not seen this movie, this is required viewing from 1980. Ever been in a cockpit before? No, sir, I've never been up in a plane before. Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Do you want me to check the weather, Clarence? No, why don't you take care of it? Joey, do you ever hang around the gymnasium? We better get back now, Joey. No, Joey can stay here for a while if you'd like. Could I? Okay, if you don't get in the way. Flight 209 to Denver Radio. Climbing to cruise at 42,000. We'll report again over Lincoln. Over and out. Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are, Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton and Lanier up and down the court for 48 minutes. Joey, you like movies about gladiators? I'm sorry. I've seen that movie probably 25 times, either in full or in parts, and it's funny every single time. If you've never seen it, you got to go see it. Uh, I don't know how I stretched a story that was 30% of civilian pilots in Pakistan don't have licenses in the airplane, but that's the best I could do. And finally, number three... <laughs> On the Caboose Pistol finale today, mom drives the getaway car. Car. A Pennsylvania mom admitted that she was her son's getaway driver after he allegedly held up a tobacco shop 
at gunpoint in Pennsylvania. This is the best I have for this story. That's right. You know this? This is from the movie Baby Driver. I don't I won't remember the actor's name in this movie, but Kevin Spacey is in this movie, unfortunately. Uh, John Hamm is in this movie. Great movie. If you're looking for an action movie tonight, you could do a lot worse than Baby Driver. The opening scene, which I will post at caboosepistol.com right after I'm done with the podcast. If you haven't seen the opening scene to Baby Driver, it's awesome. Anyway, mom drives the getaway car. Again, Pennsylvania mom admitting that she was her son's getaway driver after he allegedly held up a tobacco shop. Lori Ann McHenry, 52, was charged by state police with conspiracy to commit robbery and theft at Sam's Place Lottery in Tobacco. Her son is a Stephen James Martin, 28. Okay, she's 52, he's 28. He got $3,570 at gunpoint. How do, you, how do you approach your mom on that one? I didn't have that kind of relationship with my mom. Hey, mom, uh, I need a favor. What would that be, son? I'm going to rob a store. Could I get a getaway driver like you as a getaway driver? Sure, anything for you, son. That's a warped relationship. He's 28. Get a job. I've got a job. I just need a driver. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> My Lord, what is wrong with you people? Every single day, I think I've heard it all. I haven't heard anything. Getaway driver. Baby driver, by the way. Great movie. See it tonight. Yeah, Kevin Spacey's in it. That's unfortunate, but it is a good movie if you're looking for an action movie. And there you go. That is the Caboose Pistol Podcast for Friday, July 17th, 2020. Remember, all stories, you can see them, video, write-ups, everything I do, write-ups on the podcast with videos and more on these stories at CaboosePistol.com. We got video up there. We got audio up there. We got archive stories, everything else. CaboosePistol.com, at CaboosePistol on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, KNBR Radio in San Francisco, weekdays 10 to 2, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your favorite podcast. That's the Caboose Pistol Podcast for July 17th, 2020.